Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to bless everyone here tonight. Help me deliver this message that you laid on my heart, Lord, tonight. And we pray that they receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can be dismissed. We're seated. God is good. I'll tell you what, I've been, I've been listening to Dr. Hagen, and well, I, I like Keith Moore, like Pastor was saying, but I've been listening to Dr. Hagen, but I can't listen to Keith Moore. I have my um, headphones in and stuff, and he's, he's kind of quiet, but I can hear Dr. Hagen. He'll get with it. He'll start talking. But when um, Dad, when Pastor, he asked me to speak, he said, we'll be out of town this week or whatever, and um, he said, you mind speaking for me? And I was like, yes, sir, and immediately, God laid this on my heart. It's El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. The God who's more than enough. El Shaddai. What, is that, what does that mean? I didn't really understand what that meant until I heard that message. I mean, El Shaddai, he's more than enough. Any problem you're ever going to face, he's bigger than it. He's, I mean, he's, he's bigger than anything we're ever going to face. He's more than enough. Just like it said, he's stronger than a locomotive, faster than a bullet speed. He's wiser than a man named Webster. He's eternally DNT, deity. I can't believe it. I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, right. But El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. I got Psalm, Psalm 91, 14. Um, verses 14 through 16 in the NLT. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I'm going to start by there just for a second, and it's going to keep going. But it says, I will. He doesn't say, I might. He doesn't say, I might be with you when you're in trouble. He says, I will. I will. That's, that's the strongest statement you can make. I will do something. I will. That means he's, you got his word with it. His, and he, God honors his word, right? Right. He'll honor his word, won't he? Yes. He said, I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life and give them my salvation. Just right here. He'll give you, give you, he rewards you with a long life and give you his salvation. I mean, who wants to have a long life in here? I know I do. I mean, just getting started, aren't we all? But there are five promises right here in this scripture. One, he will deliver us in our time of need. How many of you had a time of need when you needed God to deliver you right then and right now? And he did. I called out. I've had several times in my life, for example. I mean, I've called out to God. I was like, I'll never forget it as long as I live. I was out here cutting the grass. And I don't, God brought this up to me just a second ago. I was out here cutting the grass one day, and me and Morgan had just got married. And God, and I, I, was, I tithe and give like I always have, and I tithe even more now, but back then, that was a lot of money when I was tithing. I was tithing $50, and I was like, that's a lot, God. I mean, I, back then it was, then maybe that's not comparing to anybody, but for me, that was a lot back then, and maybe not to you now or whatever, but vice versa. But at the time, that was a lot to me. And I remember I tithe, and that check, because I always check my account, because I always, always be right on the edge of it. It'd be kind of getting close to zero sometimes. I'd be like, God, you know I've got to write this, this $700 out of these, um, rental, this rental house we rent every single month. And I was like, God, that's, that's next week. And I remember I wrote it, that check, and it came out of my account, and it was negative $50. And the devil came to my mind. He said, look, you tithe, and now you ain't got nothing. You got less than what you don't even have. You have negative. That's, that's not good. You have less. You actually took somebody else's money and gave it to the church. And I was sitting there, and I called Dad. I was like, Dad, I was like, what do I do? What do I do? He said, you're a tither and a giver, aren't you? And I was like, yes, sir. He said, well, trust God. He'll make a way. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. Two people that go to this church, I mean, that they're not here right now, but two people that go to this church, they, that Sunday, I'd had the rent coming up that month, and we had the, the next week, that very next week, I mean, I, was, I had the rent and my insurance and all that stuff coming out, and it was like $2,000 worth of stuff getting ready to come out of my account, and I didn't have, I had negative $50, remember, and 
I remember before I left out these doors, I left out this door. I tithed again that Sunday. I left out those doors with $3,000 in my hand. But that was God. That was God. He was more than enough because I kept tithing even when I did not have it. He was more than enough. And he'll deliver us in our time of need if we call out to him and we stay faithful. Study to show yourself approved be faithful. Be faithful, whatever it is. Just like if you put the water up here for pastor, if you, whatever you do, stay faithful. Honor God. I mean, you're honoring God, number one. But you honor pastor, well, on top of that, I mean, under that. But you, number one, we're honoring God. Anything we do, we honor God. And he'll show himself faithful. But when we are in trouble, he will be with you. Just like that. He was with me no matter what. Just like when I went to go study a minute ago, I was like, God, I don't feel you. I don't feel the anointing. I mean, no, we don't go by feelings. But the other time, I felt the anointing all over me. And I, I mean, it ain't about feeling, but I felt it as soon as I walked up here, God coming on me. But at the same time, I didn't feel it. I was getting kind of scared. And I was telling him, Mr. Billy, I was, we were praying. He said, you nervous? I was like, I'm, I'm real nervous. I was like, I'm pretty nervous. But God's here, and he's, faith, he's, he's, he's with me. And I needed him. I called out to him, and he's here. He will protect us if we trust him. He'll protect us if we trust him. With all this crazy stuff going on in the world today, I've had God tell me, in my, he's like, oh, don't go to that yard right now. Go to a different yard. And you, you ride by there to go to the other yard, and there's a gang. looks like a gang walking down the street. That was God. I mean, who knows what could happen. I mean, I'll, I would have tried to put up a good fight, but I mean, if you're seven or eight of them, you ain't going to win, usually. <laughs> but I, I might have something in the truck that might win. But anyways, <laughs> anyway, I ain't going to say that. I don't want to hurt nobody, but don't, don't be trying to mess with somebody either. But he will answer us. He will answer us. And when you call out to him, he will answer you every single time I've called out to him. And it might seem like, it might, he might not answer me at that moment. But I've had several times, I'll be riding on a lawnmower and stuff, and always praying in tongues. I'll be listening to messages, and late, especially the past two or three months I have been. And I'll, I'll be praying and praying in tongues. All of a sudden, God would just, just kind of like a still, small voice, like, he's, like it, the Bible says, just whisper to me, do this, do that. And every single time I listen to that little voice, he's, he's right. I mean, it's on the money. It's like God I never even thought about that, but it's always is better. His, he is. He'll give us long life. I, I mean, we all want long life, right? Right. Honor your father and mother, and long life will he satisfy you. But Genesis 17, 1 in the NLT, I, I have these typed out. But when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithful, faithfully and live a blameless life. El Shaddai literally means in the Hebrew, I am the God that's more than enough. The all-sufficient one. The God that's more than enough. The God, everybody say it together. The God that's more than enough. Who do we serve? The God that's more than enough. The God that's more than enough. Anything we face today, gas prices, my God's more than enough. Financial burdens, my God's more than enough. Whatever you face, sickness, cancer, it doesn't matter what you face in this life, God's more than enough. I'm telling you, church, I get excited about it. Every time I start talking about my God, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, he's more than enough. He's my Jehovah Jireh. God is more than enough, church. If we serve a God that's more than enough, right? God is more than enough. I, can't, I, mean, I keep saying it all, all the time, especially since I heard that message by Dr. Hagen. It's, I mean, it, I kind of copied it, but I've been listening to it so much, and it got in my heart. And I remember when, as soon as, he, as, soon as Dad asked me what to speak, it, it was immediately brought up El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough, the all-sufficient one. He's the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Remember he said to Abraham that thy children shall be sojourners in a foreign land for 400 years, but God said, I will bring them out again. 420 years went by, and you will see God coming on the scene. 420 years. I mean, that's a long time. I mean, we don't live that long down here anyways. But God shows up. He always does. If you just stay faithful, I, I can't stress that enough. If you stay faithful and honor God's word, I don't, I don't even look at the news and stuff. I never, have, I never have been one to really even care about that stuff anyways as far as the news goes. But you can't be focusing on 
all this stuff out here in the world today, I mean, they, everything is changing all the time as far as the world goes, and you can see that. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He always has been and always will be. <clears throat> Nehemiah 9, 7 through 11 in the NLT. You are the Lord God who chose Abraham and brought him from your, and some of these words I ain't going to be able to, hopefully I'll try to say them right, but they're Chaldeans, and remembered, renamed him Abraham. When he had proved himself faithful, notice it keeps saying, prove yourself faithful, prove yourself faithful. Show yourself faithful in the small things, and I'll make you ruler of many, the Bible says. But you've got to be faithful in the small things. You, are, you, have, you made a covenant with him to give him all his descendants, the land of Can- Canaanites, Hittites, all these other names. <laughs> and I'm going to just say that. If you, if you guys know them, that's great. I can't really pronounce them. But, and you have done what you promised. And you have done what you promised. He always does what he promises. Never sh- he never says, I might do this. Well, God promised this. He never came through. It's always on our part if something doesn't happen. God always is going to come through. He always shows himself faithful. He, and he keeps his word no matter what. If it lines up with the Bible, it's, it's, it's oh, your own time. You're right. But, and you have done what you promised, for you always are true to your word. You saw the misery of our ancestors in Egypt, and you heard their cries from beside the Red Sea. You displayed miraculous signs and wonders against Pharaoh, his officials, and all his people. For you knew how arrogantly they were treating our ancestors. You have a glorious reputation that, never, that has never been forgotten. You divided the sea for your people so they could walk through on dry land. And, they, and then you hurled their enemies into the depths of the sea. They sank like stones beneath the mighty waters. I mean, I work with these people all the time, just like that right there. These, they have no clue. They're like, I live paycheck to paycheck. And we make the same stuff as far as that goes at, at the mill. They live paycheck to paycheck. And I'm like, man, you know, I, I try to witness to them all the time, but they, they cuss and stuff like that. They're not serving the God who's more than enough. I tithe and give. I trust God. And just like this past week, I'll be paying stuff off. I mean, I always am paying, trying to work towards to pay stuff off. That's what we're supposed to do, be good stewards of what God's given us. These guys can hardly make it. And you sit back and you're like, we're doing the same things as far as the work goes and all that, but I serve God. There's a big difference. When you serve God and you tithe and give and you're trusting God, putting all your trust in God, you're not, you're not, if the job goes away, who cares? God's going to provide. I know God will. He's El Shaddai. He's my Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. He, he'll provide for you. All, all these things, be ready to be, listen to the Holy Spirit. Your jobs might change. I mean, the people who you're around might change. All that kind of stuff is, changes, but God never changes. He'll stay the same yesterday, today, and forever. I mean, it, they, those guys walked through on dry land. He parted the Red Sea. It says he, I think it was, doc, it was Dr. Hagen. He said he stood the walls up. Could you imagine being there? God himself stood the walls up, and they crossed on dry land. It was not muddy. It didn't say, oh, they had to slosh through this. It was completely dry, a sea completely dry. Could you imagine that? It was completely dry, and they, they made it across it. I mean, that's, and then God, he slammed them back down. It was, it was bad. It was a bad deal. But the, if you're in, you don't want to be on, when God comes back, you want to be on his side because there's going to be no more, what are those people called that hate God or whatever? I forgot what they're called. Right? They're that against God. They don't believe in God. What are they called? Atheists. That's right. Atheists. Thank you. There will be no more atheists when Jesus Christ comes back and he trounces the trumpet horn. There will, everybody's going to believe in God. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. But God is true to his word. He always does what he promised. 
God will rescue us in our time of need. We just have to call out. You can say to this mountain, you can say this mountain is huge, but my God is El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough to bring you out. The God who's more than enough to bring you out. Man, I can't tell you enough over and over again in my life. I've seen God. I'll be facing certain things and every single time I just keep tithing and giving. I mean, this past year, I'll never forget it. This past year, last year, as far as stuff goes in my life, I was like, man, I just want to quit. I wanted to, people were like, well, you know, your truck caught on fire and all this kind of stuff. They came and stole stuff out of your yard. I mean, they came and stole all your landscaping equipment, everything like that. And I never, never heard God. Not one time I heard people say, you might, don't you want to try something else? Don't you want to do something else? I mean, and I was sitting there, I was like, man, God, you know, I kind of do. I do want to do something else. But I was like, it's, and I, I'm doing, I like the work and that kind of stuff. But I was like, it seems like every time I'll get a little bit ahead, it's like, boom, something would happen. I was like, what am I doing wrong? And I mean, granted, I should have had my stuff locked up and they shouldn't have came. I mean, that, it was my fault on top. I mean, it was not my fault they came and stole it, but I could have had it locked up a little bit better. And my truck caught on fire. That was, that was, that was a bad deal. But God still showed up and showed himself faithful. He's El Shaddai, the God is more than enough. I got all my stuff back, got, not my stuff back, but I got new stuff in replace of it that's better. My truck got fixed. I got another truck and all of my stuff, I mean, getting paid for, my truck's paid for. We believe God, we tithe and give. We got Morgan a new car. Trust God and tithe and give. Just a couple years ago, I would never even thought that I would have some of the stuff. I mean, about stuff, but I would never think I'll be getting a new car or getting another truck, paying stuff off like this, but I trust God. I kept tithing and giving. Tithing and giving, I mean, honestly, if you don't tithe and give in this day and time, you're not, you need to get with it because things are changing constantly in the world. I mean, if you're not relying on God, it's, it's a bad deal, and you, don't, you want to be trusting in God. But God is true to his word. He always does what he promised. God will rescue us in our time of need. We just have to call out. You could say this mountain is huge, but my God is El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough to bring you out. The parting of the sea. You see the water stood up like a wall. I mean, I can only imagine, just like I said earlier, I can only imagine when you know that you serve the God who's more than enough. I mean, you have to know. Like when David and Goliath, he faced that giant, he had to know his God was more than enough to bring him out. You have to know your God's more than enough to bring you out of your financial situation. They say you got cancer. My God's more than enough. It doesn't matter what they say. What did God say? First Peter 2.24, by his stripes, we were healed. If we were healed, we are healed. That, that, that puts it in past tense. If we were, that means we are. When the ceiling service comes up this week, come expecting. Well, come, if you're not coming expecting, always be expecting something from God. Never, never just be, I guess, just plain Jane as far as that goes. Always have something set in line. Always be believing God for something, whether it's getting stuff paid for, getting healed. Believe God something. You should always be growing in your faith every single day. Sometimes it might feel, you don't, we don't walk by feelings. There's some mornings I just want to lay there and be like, God, what, what in the world am I doing? But I get up every single time and praise God, even though I don't feel like it. That's when I turn on some Shout Now music and start dancing. I mean, you, sometimes you got to make yourself. And then, then you have to put it on like Dr. Hagen says. Sometimes you got to put that laugh on when you don't feel like it. And then the Holy Spirit will come and you're like, ha, 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 ha. You might, I mean, it might be putting it on right then. But they, 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 they say, all of a sudden these different bills come up. Ha, ha, ha. My God shall supply all my needs. He's Jehovah Jireh. I tithe and give. I know he's going to take care of me. He's El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. God knew that bill was coming. God knew all this stuff was coming. God knew they were going to, God didn't know that. I mean, he knew they were going to steal my stuff. And he knew I was going to get mad about it. He did know that. But I mean, I should have been trusting on God at that time. I should have been like, well, you know what? My God will provide. Instead of getting mad and going out there, 
my white truck's got a nice little dentness out of it because I got mad and I hit it. <laughs> but anyways, I about broke my hand because I wanted to punch the magnolia tree too. But I was not happy that day. But what I'm saying is I wish I would have known just, a couple, just last year this time, I wish I would have been studying on Dr. Hagen like I am now. El Shaddai, the God is more than enough. They came and stole my stuff. God will provide. God will bring it to me. God, if, it's, if I have to have it, God can get it to you. It does not matter what things look like in this life. If you have to have your, if you believe in God for your house to be paid for, you say, I can't work hard enough. Who cares what you can do? I'm not relying on Jay. I'm relying on God. I tithe and give. If, just like my grandpa says, if God has to bring it to you in a hound dog with a hound dog with a brown paper bag, I don't really care. I mean, are y'all going to complain if God brings it to you with a dog? I ain't going to complain about that. Thank God. Thank God for sending that lab or whatever. Thank you, Jesus. Right? But God, he's gonna, so he'll always provide your needs. But, I mean, you can see all throughout the Bible, he never leaves us or forsakes us. Just like Paul and Silas when they sang praises unto God. It looked, there's going to be times in your life, it's going to look like all hell has busted loose, so to speak. They were in prison. They were, I mean, could you imagine? We, ain't even been, we haven't been persecuted like that here. I'm not saying it's not going to get that way. They were in prison, locked up for do, healing people. I mean, they were praising God in prison. I mean, they're in stocks and bonds, locked up. I mean, that's not how where you want to be, and they're praising God. I, me, I mean, not now, but me, I, I mean, I would think, I mean, I, probably last year, I don't know, maybe now too, a little bit, I'd be like, God, where are you at? I'm in prison now. I did what you called me to do. Now I'm in prison. They were singing praises unto God. They weren't saying, oh, God, thou hast forsaken me. Woe was me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And he shook the prison walls. They fell down, and they, they, nobody left. They even got the, prison, the um, guard saved. He was going to kill us if they got the man saved. All, I, I mean, just God always has a plan. We just have to follow it and work it. He's got a plan for your life. And this is, the, this is the life for Christian living, the handbook for Christian living. Everything you face in this life, your children, your finances, your marriage, anything you're going to have in this life, sickness, disease, God took care of it. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Yes. yes, we believe it. That's right. God is true to his word. God will always do what he promised. God will rescue us in our time of need. You can say that this mountain is huge, but El Shaddai, El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough will bring you out. The parting of the sea, you see the wall stood up. I mean, the wall stood up. Then the word was spoken and the waters came together and killed all of them because he is more than enough. You can see, see it all throughout the Bible. He never leaves us forsake us. Jesus Christ comes on the scene. When Jesus comes on the scene, I'm telling you, the new, when Jesus comes on the scene, everything changes. We have a new covenant with better promises. I mean, it's just everything's better because of Jesus. He died. We don't have to. We can come here freely and worship. I mean, all the, I mean, God is awesome. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus says, he is the same. He, Jesus said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. John 8, 5, 8, 58. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was even born, I am. You see, God has revealed himself as the great God I am. He's the only God. He's the, all the, Buddha, all these guys are dead. Our God is alive. Jesus Christ is still alive. He's El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. He's the God that's more than enough. John 2, 1 through 12. Water in the wine. If you don't know this right here, this is Jesus' first miracle that he performed. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to, ce uh, to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festives. 
So Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. They told Jesus they have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. He said, it's not his problem. He's, my time has not yet come, and Jesus replied. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. It doesn't, it did, she didn't say, I mean, start complaining and all this kind of stuff. Do whatever he tells you. No matter, whatever he tells you in life, it might look foolish to everybody else, but do what he tells you to do. Do exactly what God tells you to do. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremony washing. Each could hold 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars have been filled, he said, now dip some out. They're still, fill, they're still got water in them right now. He said, fill them with water. It doesn't make any sense to the natural mind. Fill them up with water. I mean, they just did it. They didn't, I mean, they might have questioned their mind, but they didn't just said, yes, sir. When it comes to God, we need to be yes, sir kind of people. Yes, sir. We'll do what you ask us to do. We'll do what you, we'll do what you ask us to do. But, well, I'm going to where I stopped. I've been marking. That's why I got this pen. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of the ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, now knowing not knowing where it had come from. They didn't know where it came from. God performed a miracle. He performed a miracle. Though, of course, the servants knew. He called the bridegroom over. A host always served the best wine first. He said, that's what he said. They served the best wine first, and they ran out, so this is the last of the wine. Then when everyone had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But, but you have kept the best until now. It might look like everything is falling apart in your life. God saved the best for last. If you just hold on, sometimes it feels like you're on that last bit of rope, and he'll put you on dry land every single time. I mean, he'll put you on top of the mountain. We're on the rock, the foundation of the Word of God. If you're standing on the rock, the winds may come, the storm may blow, just like these hurricanes and stuff. You can see it. There's a picture I think Mom and Dad have at their house, or Granny and Papa, somebody does anyways. It's of Charleston, and it's bad storms coming, and this, this, all these houses are built up on this um, concrete. The houses are still standing. They're still there, but the war, it looks like all, I mean, it's the worst storm ever. It looks like, or Hugo, that's what it was. It looks horrible, but they're still there because they were built on a solid foundation. If you're not built on a solid foundation of God's word, it's going to get bad. If you have your house built on sand, if you don't have your house built on God's word, you have your house built on Dr. Fauci, the news media, all these people, I mean, if you have your faith and trust in all these people in the world today, in Joe Biden, if you have your faith and trust in Joe Biden, you're in trouble. We need to have our, even if you have your faith and trust in Trump, you're still going to be in trouble because he's not God. God is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He knows the beginning from the end. I mean, he knows everything. He knows tomorrow better than you and I know right now, the present and the past. He knows it like the back of his hand, which is, that's who you want to be hooked up with, somebody who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, right? That's exactly right. And who knows your future. It's better off to get the plan of Jesus Christ for your life, what God has for you every single day. But, and it's step by step, it's day by day. You don't look out 20, I mean, you can see 20 years down the future, but you need to ask God, what do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do today? And he'll, he'll tell you exactly what to do. You might come across people, everyday life, like those guys I work with, they're not Christians by all means. They cuss and stuff sometimes at the, at the paper mill. I don't cuss. They're like, we don't cuss. You're different. I'm like, well, I'm a Christian. I don't, I don't cuss. That's not what I try. He said, well, this guy's a Christian, and he cusses all the time. I was like, well, I don't know what church he goes to, but, and I don't know whose God he serves, and he, I, it don't sound like he's a Christian. They know you by your fruits. If you're true, people are always watching you. Even them guys, I don't think them guys would ever be paying any attention to me sometimes. They're out there. They're rough, good old country boys. I mean, 
and they're out there smoking weed sometimes. They're not supposed to be. <laughs> you get caught. They could be in some big trouble. I try to get away from them because I don't want to get fired. But you're not supposed to have any drugs in a paper mill. I'm like, oh, my gosh, these guys are crazy. But anyways, they, if you trust God, the people will see in your life, when you have bad things in your life, those guys see, man, Jay, what's different about you? You had that happen. At all your, I mean, I'll, I'll be out there some days and my stuff might tear up and they'll get mad and go crazy. I'm just like, well, whatever. I'll be like, it'll get fixed. Some, I'll take care of it. And I start using my other stuff. They're like, man, you don't get mad. Like, I was like, if you don't know me last year, I would have got mad. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is you have to want to change. If you can't help somebody all day long, just like you see these people getting the devil cast out of them, you have to want to get the devil cast out of you. You have to come up, I mean, if you guys are all Christians, you can't be, you can have the devil harass your mind, but you can't, if you're filled with the spirit, you can't have the devil inside of you. But if you're a demon possessed and you want to be set free, God can set you free, but you've got to want, you've got to have a want to. It's just like, um, oh, who was it? John Osteen, not, yeah, John Osteen, Brother John Osteen. He was talking about, you have to have a want to. Your want to has to be strong enough to get out of that bed of sickness and trust God. Your want to has to be strong enough to stop crying all the time. Why is it this way, Lord? Oh, Lord, here, what was me? God, what do I need to do to change? Malachi 3, verse 10, open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. I have not room enough to receive it. If, God, if the word says it, what am I doing that's causing the word not to happen in my life? Figure that out. You always need to figure it. It's never on the sending in. It's never God's fault. It's the receiving in. If you got it shut off and God's speaking to you in your face the whole time, it's not God who's the problem ever. Always figure out what's wrong in your life. It's usually, it's not usually, it always is you. But, <clears throat> this miracle is a sign of, the miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was Jesus was the first, I'm sorry, in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory. That was his first miracle he ever performed. And his disciples believed in him. You have to believe in God. If you don't have faith, and that's why everything we talk about is faith. You have to have faith when you tithe and give. You can just throw, you can throw your money in the, in the bucket and say, well, I mean, just, just out of habit. If you're not trusting God, believing the seed's going to get multiplied, the seed that's sown is going to be multiplied. You have to have faith to believe it. Just like when I was standing there, I'll never, I, was, when I was standing over there and Dad was talking about the, um, that giving to that church. And when he spoke to me, I was standing right there and I was like, God, I was like, that's a lot of money. I was like, I never give that type of offering. That's literally like five or six weeks worth of offering for me. And he said, give it and give, give your offering on top of that. And I was like, yes, sir. I, and I, was, I wrote the check out and I was like, I just did it. And I was, I was like, man, I was like, well, I was like, hopefully everything's going to work out. I mean, I, I was thinking in my head, but I was like, it's, God's never forsaken me, so why would I have to doubt him now? Why would I doubt him now? And I knew he would take care of me, and he did. I'll tell you what, man, the craziest stuff happened. I, I gave my testimony this Sunday when I took the offering. I trusted God. In my mind, the devil came and attacked me. Don't do that. Don't do that. God knew he had blessings ready for me. That week, he knew those checks and stuff were going to be coming in the mail. I knew I had checks coming. I always like to see checks coming in the mail when I get paid. Who wants to see checks? I like to see checks coming in the mail. I don't, bills, not so much. But checks, I do like to see checks. But you got to keep your bills paid. But anyways, when I, was, I tithed and give, and I trusted God that day, I gave to that church. The very next day, we had stuff coming in the mail. Coming in the mail, I was like, God, this is all. I mean, I was like, wow. I mean, I trusted God, and this has really happened. I mean, I saw it before my own eyes. I mean, always, God always takes care of us, and he always, multi, always tithed my 10%, and he always multiplies to see the song every single week. And I, but I'll never, I was craziest thing. I, was, I tithed and gave and I trusted God. The checks kept coming in the mail. Checks kept coming in the mail. Even people I never thought was going to even bless me, the guy that I worked for at the paper mill, he said, hey man, you want to go cut the sign? And I was like, man, I've been weeding these big old ditches all day, but sure. He's like, yeah, I know you're tired. He said, here, he gave me a couple hundred extra dollar bills. I was like, praise God. I trusted God. 
Even people I didn't think were going to bless me, and yeah, he's very good to me, and I appreciate him very much. I always appreciate your boss. I mean, thank God for your job. I always, always appreciate him and let him know I appreciate him all the time. But God uses people, even people that might not even be Christians, to bless you. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you're trusting God, Joe Blow off the street can give you uh, whatever you need. It doesn't really even matter. God, you can walk by somebody. I've, I've blessed people before. I'll be like, God, why do you want me to do that to that person? And I give that guy, I'll be like, man, I don't know. He might go buy drugs. But I was like, I gave that guy money, and he went in there and bought him some food. And, I was, and then you, you realize in your heart, because I'm saying that right there just to go back, I had a guy, he cussed me. I'll never forget it as long as I live. I was walking out of the gas station, and I didn't hold the door. I mean, I, he was far away. He's probably about from me to Tommy. And I, I, I didn't hold the door for him. And he cussed me walking out the door. And I, I just, I was like, I just bit my lip. I kept walking to the car. I just bit my lip and I walked, kept walking to the car. And I was like, I, got, I, was, I was mad when I got in the car. Morgan knows I was mad. I was pretty mad. I wanted to hit that guy. I, I really didn't want to hit that guy pretty bad. I wanted to hit him as hard as I could and knock it down. I knew I could have knocked his head off just about. And I was like, boy, I'll knock you out. I, was, I can't believe he said, I just bit my lip. I was like, I was like, I better just get on in the car before I was, get in trouble. But then it very, and I was mad. Monday, that, that happened Sunday after church. I was mad at youth, and I was teaching the youth. I was, that's not good. The devil was working on my mind. I was mad at youth. I was mad all day Monday, and it was pouring down rain Tuesday, and I, came, I was coming home, and I, when I, I saw this guy standing at the gas station, and I saw him asking people for money. And it's, this is how, it's amazing how God works in your life. I saw him asking people for money, and I was like, man, I, gotta, I need to go in. I want some Skittles. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go in and get some Skittles. And I kept pumping the truck up with gas, and I was standing there. I watched all these people pass this guy. They all, all of them kept passing him, just like the guy that was lame outside the street. They all kept passing him, and he was asking. He was begging for money or whatever. They all kept passing him, and God said, bless that guy. When he, when he, when he asked him what he wants, and he wouldn't want money, he asked him what he wants, because everybody kept just ignoring him. He'd be like, hey, man. They'd be like, they just keep on walking by. It just turned their whole head. I felt so bad for the guy. And he ain't came to church yet, but I asked him to come to church. Anyways, I'll get to that. But I walked by him. He said, hey, man, can you give me some fried chicken? I was like, yeah, man, I'll get you some fried chicken. I was like, I'll hook you up. So we went. I walked in the store. I got him some fried chicken. I got him. I was like, well, if I'm getting Skittles, I'll get this guy Skittles too. I got him Skittles and a Coke. And I came back out there. He said, God bless you. He said, everybody has walked by me. Nobody acknowledged me. And I said, well, how about this? I went to the, I always keep some of them cards that uh, they have for the church. I said, come to church Sunday. I was like, God will make a way. God get you a job. I, God will provide for you. Well, you ain't got to be begging out here for stuff. I was like, the poor will always be with you, but you need to get out of that rut. Trust God, and he'll, he'll open doors. I mean, he hadn't been to church, but that's on him. I did my part. I witnessed to him. But always be ready. It was like God was saying, no, don't put everybody in the same boat because one person is a pain in the rear. And if some people always want to be a pain in the rear. You can't help that. I can't control them. I can only control Jay. I mean, that's the only person I can look, control. But the miraculous sign, I don't know where all that came from, but the miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. After the wedding, he went to Capernaum for a few days with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples. The water turned into wine because they did whatever he said to do. They knew he was more than enough. When you know God's more than enough, I can't tell you all the time, your jobs, I mean, I have, I have people tell me just like this past week, because actually now my pay was supposed to be cut. We're work, doing some of the stuff I do. I mean, I do my own stuff, and I rely on my own stuff mainly. I, number one, I trust God, but I try to do my own things. because It's easier for me. I can make my own schedule and be more flexible as far as that goes. But anyways, the guy was telling me, yeah, how, come, come the fall, we're going to have to start cutting the payback. 
And he, he told me, he walked up to me, he said, man, I never had this happen before, but we have plenty of work all throughout the winter. I'll tell you what, if you, if you are a tither and a giver, the person you work for, their business will be blessed. If you're a tither and a giver, if you work for the water company, it don't matter what you work do. If you work for the power company, the water company, if you put up glass, if you're a state trooper, God will provide. That's the job. That's just, you, get that, you might get a steady paycheck or whatever, but that ain't only, that's not your source of income. God's got to be your source. If God's your source, you will never, ever, ever, he, you're, you might, that job might disappear. You ain't never going to run out. I'll tell you what, every single time, especially now, when I, the more I realize God's my source, it don't matter what they say. They, they, although they, whoever they are, what they say, I, I saw this guy, he put on Facebook, they were talking about, and I don't go on Facebook that much, it just kind of, every time I get on there, I get kind of mad. But anyways, he put on there, they said, whatever, an amount of years, and I'll still be alive then, it was like 70, or 60 or 70 years from now, that Christianity would be done away with, not if I'm still here. I'll tell you what, if we're still here, Christianity will be doing better than ever, because I'll tell you what, because Jesus is coming. We've got a work to do in the church. We've got a work to do in the world. Jesus is El Shaddai. He's the God who's more than enough, and he wants to do a work in you, and he wants to do a work in me. But we, are we trust in him. If you ain't trusting him, it ain't going to happen. I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. You have to put your faith and trust a whole 100% into God. You've got to make time every single day. I know, because people say, well, I ain't got time to read the Bible. Everybody's got time to read the Bible. I can go and tell you that right now. I, I, I would read the Bible. I would get up in the morning, and I'm not a big reader. I don't even like preparing. I, don't, I just kind of go with the, I kind of take off on some stuff, and sometimes I use my notes. But I'm not a big reader. I never have been. But now that I started studying God's Word, I like to read those books. Why? Because you're growing your faith. You keep growing your faith. You're constantly feeding on God's Word. And I keep listening to it ever since I've been turning that music off. And I'll just, I actually probably work harder because now instead of listening to shouting out, and there ain't nothing, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with praise and worship music. I would never say that ever. I think you're supposed to, that's one of the ways we worship God is hearing and hearing the word of God. You're worshiping God when you're learning. You're wanting to know more about him. If you know more about him, when circumstances come, that mountain comes, you could say, no, nah, uh-uh, not today, Satan. I, I, your, your number has been marked. The devil's already been whooped. Jesus has already taken him out. But not if we're here. If you trust in God, if you, it doesn't matter, just like they said, in you know, that time period or whatever, that Christianity is going to be done away with. If you're trusting God, I'm telling you right now, this building is not big enough. What we're doing right here ain't big enough. That out there ain't big enough. And that out there ain't big enough. And that ain't big enough. We're going to have a whole lot more than this. I can go and tell you that right now. Because this, this ain't the first, this might be one of the first churches, but there's been a vision implanted in pastor, and we're hooked up with that vision. It's all of our vision together. There's going to be light. There's, I mean, I, I believe my grandpa is a lighthouse on the East Coast. We're going to be a lighthouse on the East Coast. We're going this ministry, there might be a few empty chairs, but every single chair, that's, that's why it matters that people, you invite people to church. Every single chair to me is a changed life. You, I mean, it ain't all about money. And um, of course, I mean, that's why one of the main reasons I, I can vouch for mom and dad 100% to pastor the church, because they're about, I've seen dad make calls and stuff at night. They're about y'all. They love y'all. Dad's, I mean, I mean, I love everybody too, but I've seen dad, I'll never forget it. He'd get phone calls in the middle of the night, and I'd be like, man, I was like, these people calling dad, he gets in his truck, hears his truck crank up, and he leaves. He's at the hospital for people. That's the kind of shepherd you want, somebody who loves you, who wants to get up and take care of you. There for you whenever you need him. I'm like, man, I mean, I, I, I mean, nobody's perfect, and I'm not perfect by all means, but that, well, somebody that tries to worship God, tries to follow God, try to do their best, that's the kind of people you want to be with. And I, I'm not saying that we're the best church around, but I sure do think we are one of the top ones if we ain't the best. I'm just going to be honest with you. We got something these people don't have. These people shut the doors to their churches around here. We didn't shut no doors here. We didn't shut doors. We trusted God. Coronavirus came. Who cares? The devil got, Jesus put underneath his foot. We are the body of Christ. When it, I, I realized this past week when I was listening to Dr. Hagen, man, he, we're the body of Christ. He's the head. 
But Satan put everything under his feet. Under his feet. If we're the body, we might be the foot. We might be the big toe. I mean, we might be the little pinky toe or whatever. But the devil is underneath our feet. He's underneath our feet. You've got to realize, once you get that up here, and once you get that in your heart, whatever you're facing, the devil is under my feet. I remember Keith Moore, he was singing this song. He just kept saying it so over and over again. But you don't realize it. The devil's under my feet. The devil's under my feet. I got the victory. The devil's under my feet. And, I'm, and I was like, man, this is, I, at first, when I used to listen to him a while ago, dad would be listening to these messages in his truck. We'd be going to the gym. I'm like, man, this is, this, what is this guy even talking about? I was like, this don't make no sense. Because he'd be talking these songs. And now that you start listening to them, I'll start singing them songs on a lawnmower and stuff like that. I'll be out there weed eating, getting busted up with rocks. And I'll be out there weed eating. The devil's under my feet. Once you realize the devil's underneath your feet, sickness may come. The devil's under my feet. Bills may come. The devil's under my feet. Family problems may come. The devil's under my feet. Whatever comes your way, they might diagnose you with something. Just like Brother John, I mean, I listened to the 1997 camp meeting. I was listening to him. His wife, Dodie, she was diagnosed with cancer. And they said, your wife, is she had some type of cancer. I can't remember the name of it. But she had some type of cancer. And it was going to, she's going to be dead in a matter of months. He said, the devil's not going to have my wife. What you let the devil have, he said he had them two cows. He believed, I need to tell that whole story. Anyways, he had believed in God for two cows. He had a, they always had this meeting and stuff, this revival they had. And he said, you know what? I'm going to feed all these people. I'm going to believe God for two cows. And he, he would believe, he said, cows with horns, cows without horns, cows, male cows, female cows, whatever. I'm believing God for two cows. He said his faith, and the, and the devil kept coming at him. You know, you got the money in the church. You got the money in the funds. You, you can buy those cows. What are you trusting God for? He said, you know what? He said, you're right. And he didn't know it was, it was the devil coming at your mind. The devil will talk to you. He can convince you certain things. You got the money for it. Trust, you, you, just go buy it. Go buy it. Go buy it. That's what the devil kept telling him. Go buy it. And he thought everything went good. They bought the cows. The meeting goes on, and he was walking down this road. And I'll, never, it was just like the, I'll tell you that, too. Just like the day, this snake ate this chicken, and it reminded me of it immediately. I saw a text Dustin. I said, man, look at this snake. He ate this chicken, and this big old swollen up snake up in the woods. I was like, dog. And immediately, that's what it came to my mind was those two cows. He said he was walking down this dirt road, and he looked into the field. He said, the, he, said God, every, he was praising God. The meeting went good. Everything went good. And he said, I looked over in the field, and just as plain as day, he saw a vivid vision. I saw those two cows and two long, big black snakes full up his barrel. The devil got his cows. But he told the doctor that day when they said, the devil may have got those cows, but he ain't getting my wife. The devil ain't getting what you don't want him to get. He's just like those cows. You say, it might be small. He said, this might be two, two cows. But the devil can't have your family unless you let him. The devil can't have your, your health unless you let him. You might be feeling bad sometimes, but you got to get up. You got to stop laying down. I have headaches and stuff come, and I would get up, and I'll, I used to would go and just take Excedrin. I'd be like, oh, man, I got a bad headache. I need to go take Excedrin. Now, we don't have Excedrin. We ain't had Excedrin in a while in the house, and I'll be, I was out there the other day, and I was, I was like, First Peter 2.24, by his stripes for our healed, and the headache kept getting bad. It kept getting bad, and I was like, man, I was like, this is not good, and I kept saying, by his stripes for our healed. Before you know it, I was perfectly fine. I trusted God, but it's 7.55. I need to hurry, but just like this right here, this has always stood out to me. John eleven forty one through 44, raising Lazarus up. So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. When you pray to God, thank you for hearing you. You always hear me. He knows God always hears you. You got to know that Jesus always hears you. But I said it out loud for the sake of those people standing here. So they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with grave clothes, 
his face wrapped with, in a headcloth, Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. If you have been trusting God for something, do not give up. Keep on believing he's more than enough to bring you out and put you on top. If you're trusting God, he will never lead you wrong. El Shaddai, the God is more than enough. You see, it's more, he's, you see he's more than enough. He causes the dead to, and the dumb to speak, the dead to rise, the deaf to hear. I'll tell you what, when you know God's more than enough, just like that story right there, if Jesus would have said, dead rise, we don't realize how powerful that is. If Jesus would have said, instead of Lazarus, if he said dead rise, every single person that had been dead on the earth would have rose up that day. That's how much power is in his name. When you realize you've got power in his name, you can go to the daggum. I'm telling you, you can go to the funeral home and raise people up. You've got that power in you. You've got Jesus inside of you. If you've got Jesus in you, you've got the Holy Spirit, you feel the Holy Spirit. Man, I'll tell you, you've got power. You've got power. Power in his name. There's power in his name. If you believe there's power in his name, you speak the things in your life. I used to think that was crazy to ride by your house and speak is paid for. I believe God every single day when I ride by my house is paid for in Jesus' name. My stuff's paid for. I have, my family is doing well. We got kids running around everywhere. I believe it. That settles it. I believe and I trust in God every single day. I say what I want to see. And some of that stuff's coming to pass now. I believe it's came to pass, but I've seen it with my own eyes now. Stuff is coming to pass. I believe it's coming to pass. You guys believe what you're trusting God for is coming to pass. He's El Shaddai. He's more than enough. Luke 7, 11 through 17 in NLT. Soon afterwards, when Jesus went with his disciples to leave the village of Nain, a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out. As he approached the village gate, the young man who had died was a widow's only son. This is the, this woman's only son. A large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. God has compassion on us when we are hurting. God is not saying, oh man, just, I've seen people say, well, God's just trying to teach you a lesson. Jesus is over there crying, man, when you're hurting. Jesus does not want you to be hurting. Jesus is just saying, please call out to me. Call out. He's, he is reaching down. If you're just like Peter, when he was sinking, he was reaching down. When he called out, he snatched him up. Every single time he snatched him up. Peter did not drown. We don't have to drown. He called on Jesus. Jesus, he reached up and he grabbed him. He was, he was saved. If you call on Jesus, he does not want you to drown in life. But <clears throat> the young man said, I tell you to get up. The dead boy sat up and began to talk. The dead boy sat up and began to talk. I'm telling you, he sat up and began to talk. When, so when a dead person, we have, we're going to see this stuff happen here in this church. We're going to see people come up here in a coffin, and we're going to call them out. Just like Dad says to Brother Chris, we all got the same thing. But Chris, when he goes to the uh, doctor's, not the doctors, but the um, hospitals, he's going to call people to rise up. That's one of his anointed. But everybody in here, we got the dead raising power with the name of Jesus. You're going to call people to rise up out of the grave. Come on, church. You've got to have the power. You've got to believe in Jesus. But God had visited his people today. A mighty prophet has risen among us. They said God had visited his people today. The miracles and signs and wonders are not to show how powerful we are. Just like Dr. Hagen says, I can't heal a gnat swing, and neither can you. But Jesus but Jesus, he can heal anybody, any disease, anything. And the news spread about Jesus spread throughout Judea and surrounding country. Luke 7, 11 through 17. He doesn't speak doubt to the situation. That was a Luke, that's what we just read. He doesn't say, you are just too sick for me to heal you. 1 Peter 2, 24 says, by his stripes we were healed. If we were healed, we are. We have to know he's more than enough to bring you out of your sickness and into your healing. You could say, to the, you could say that, just like I said earlier, you could say, you could talk about how bad stuff is in life. If you don't control this, this right here is all of our problems. I could get up in the morning time, tomorrow morning I can get up and say, man, I got to go to work. I got to go cut grass today. I, or I could either get up, man, thank God I got a job. 
Some people don't have jobs. So some people, I got a good job. I'm getting a check today. Thank God I'm getting a check. that will pay my whole entire house payment this month and even, even more. I could pay extra on my house because it's, I tithe and give. I pay extra on stuff where I could used to barely even pay it. I, like I told you earlier, I couldn't even pay some stuff about a while ago. But now I pay extra on stuff. That's God. That has nothing to do with me. What I, what I, my job stuff may have changed as far as what I do, but that's God. That has nothing to do with me. I trusted God. You, know, you got a part to play. You do have to trust God. Jesus already came and done everything he's going to do. But if you're not trusting him, all hope is lost. I'm just going to tell you right now. If you're not trusting God, I hate to say it, you're done for. If you're, if you're, if you're not trusting Jesus, it's a bad day. And it, it's, it's bad. If you just give up, he, I mean, he always says, put him to the test. Put him to the test. Put Jesus to the test. If you put him to the test, he'll never fail you, ever. Put him to the test because he's more than enough to bring you out. If you let him, he wants to show himself big in your life. Make him your El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. I mean, just like that right there, that's, that's all I have for this message. But make him your El Shaddai. When I start hearing that, I say, thank God I worship El Shaddai. El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. All my needs are met. All my needs are met because of El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. El Shaddai, when that comes a reality to your heart and to your mind, you never, you don't worry about tomorrow. It feels good to go to sleep at night not worried about tomorrow, not worried about situations when they come up, when you say, well, God's got it. God's got it. Things may look bad in your life. Things may look bad with people in your family. You say, People in your family might be struggling, and it looks like things are going to go bad for them. If you're trusting God and you're believing God for them, yeah, they have a part to play, but breathe the bridge, breathe that gap. El Shaddai is God who's more than enough. He can bring them out. I mean, I'm telling you, if God can bring you out of any situation you ever faced in your entire life. I mean, how many of you ever felt like before it's all over and you've reached out and said, God, please help me. And he was there. I can say that every single time. If you can't raise your hands, something's wrong with you. You ain't been trusting God. I'll tell you, I've, been, I've dealt with some situations in life I mean, I talked to Brother Carlos about this stuff. The reason I talked to him about it, when you start realizing El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough, he's, he's more than enough. What does that mean? If he's more than enough, it's plain as simple as that. I'm just a good old country boy. When, when he was saying God's more than enough, I'm like, well, that's more than what I need. He's got everything I need and more. He's got everything I need and more. All my needs are met. If the world can get good stuff, my Lord, the people in the church should be able to have good stuff. We should be able to drive stuff. We're blessed people, aren't we? If you tithe and give, you are blessed. You are blessed, but you got to do your part. He's El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. I, can't, I cannot say that enough. But, I mean, that's, that's all I have But tonight. And I just want to thank the pastor for asking me to do this, to um, speak tonight. It's an honor and a privilege to speak to you guys. Did you all get anything out of tonight? I hope so. What did we learn tonight? El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. He's more than enough. If you have any, um, you can stand up, Miss Wanda, if somebody else will play the piano. But, um. But I, I just want to, to me, once I realize he's more than enough in your life, you'll, you'll never doubt. Is he, I mean, is he going to be there for you? I used, to, I used to wake up wondering, just a couple years ago, I used to wonder, you know, am I going to make it to heaven? Just a couple years ago, and I was like, man, I'm a pastor's kid. That has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. I used to go to youth camp, and I would be like, man, nothing's changed. Why am I here? I'm here for mom and dad. I'm here to hear Brother Bill and all these people. And I always felt like that. I didn't, I didn't know I was, I mean, I, I knew I might be on the way to heaven, but do you know that you know that you're on the way to heaven? Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here tonight and 
you do not know that God is El Shaddai in your life. He's more than enough. When I say he's more than enough, he's more than enough to save you, to save you from hell, to save you from all eternal, I mean, the fiery, fiery furnace of hell, the pits of hell. He's here to save you. If, he, if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your own personal Lord and Savior, and you, and you don't know that you'd make it to heaven, if you took your last breath right now, you don't know you'd make it to heaven, we'd like to say a prayer with you tonight. If that's you, raise your hand. All right, you, you guys can look up now. Anybody got any special need or prayer request? I know it's Papa, he's doing good, isn't he? All right, well, well, you guys are dismissed. <laughs>